This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. <laughs> That's maybe we should like that should be your new name, the artist of gambling, something like that, the Picasso of gambling. <laughs> That scene, though, he says it while he's holding that severed hand and eating his lobster or whatever his meal is. So here's what's funny about that. I actually just saw Scorsese talking about that very scene, and it was supposed to be just Nicholson sitting there at the table with him saying, what can I do with you? You know, like kind of trying to figure it out and talk it out. What can I do with you? And Nicholson apparently said to him, what if... I had a human hand in a bag right there, cut off, and I just had it, but I didn't even acknowledge it. I didn't even talk about it. And, and like, Scorsese's like, yeah, let's try it. Let's, <laughs> let's go. And that's what it I turned I can't into. believe I didn't think of that sooner. <laughs> like, like, of course, the severed hand that we don't actually discuss. Yes. <laughs> That's what's missing from this film. Oh, my God. It was an awesome scene. That's a great... That that movie, top five for me. That's a top fiver right there. See, at first, I did not love it because I'm like, oh, spoiler alert, everybody pretty much dies. At some point, everybody dies at the end. And I'm like, eh, okay. But as it goes on now, every time it's on, I watch it. Every single time, I was so wrong about that. Oh, see, now that's interesting because that's not one of those movies that I view that way. Really? I love it, but there's certain movies that when you're flipping around, if you stumble into them, you're like, yeah, I'm going to hang around for a little bit. That's mm-hmm. not one of them. That's a long, heavy movie. See, really? It's a perfect movie. Like if I'm sitting here doing some work on something, it's a perfect background movie to have on because I like it. Oh, so my much. God. Really? You just yeah. said everyone dies in it. It's a very heavy movie. Yes. But I, I, when I'm saying like when I'm saying everybody dies in it at the end, I'm like, oh, that's the end. Everybody dies. OK, whatever. You know, except Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Great. Uh, but it's- Las Vegas resident Mark Wahlberg. Is that true? Yeah, I, I saw him. There's, let me tell you something about Wahlberg real quick. Yeah. So he lives here now. I was at, I got great seats to the Lomachenko-Haney fight that took place a few months ago here. Very good fight. Haney ends up beating Lomachenko. A little controversial on the decision, but nothing, nothing egregious. We were like fourth row from the ring. Yeah. Wahlberg shows up. He's in the first row, but like in front of us and then two over. So right there. And that was it for my wife. She couldn't have cared less about anything the rest of the night. And it was like everyone. And I'm like, all right. So, you know, I know he looks good. Is he that good looking? And it was like, oh, my God. It's Mark. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Like I shouldn't have even asked the question. Oh, did you? So that was I that. Mean, that was my night. But did we at least look at her and say, what is he like? Five, eight? No, I would no, because yeah, I wasn't looking for trouble. I tend to be loud, and I could say something like that loud enough to where he turns around and just lays me out. So there's, there's, I was, I, I wasn't going to make any comments. That's I was fair. very happy to be where I was. I think somehow I stumbled into those tickets and shouldn't have been that close. Yeah. So ultimately, I was trying not to draw any attention. Do you ever have that feeling of like, I'm not supposed to be here? Like all the, is, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Every time I see my wife, I'm like, she shouldn't have said yes. Yeah. Anytime I'm on air, ESPN shouldn't have said yes. Yep. It's just, you know, every, yeah. it's, it's every day. It, you, get, you get offered the job and you feel like looking them in the face saying, you sure? Really? <laughs> you, 
me. You, you, you realize we're going through with this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, like you're, you're, you're the one driving want... to the Hamptons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. All right, ESPN. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I will do this job. You're the ones who want to put this on paper. Okay. <laughs> Carla versus Joe. ESPN Radio. Sirius XM. Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. We've hit calls today on the Dr. Pepper call in line on the worst NFL trade of all time based off of last night's debacle as the uh, Seattle uh, Seahawks continue to excel without Russell Wilson and Devin Witherspoon who had two sacks and a pick six ends up being part of that trade. He was one of the picks they got back in return. So if you want to chime in on that, lines are open for you at 888-SAY-ESPN. Here we are at the almost the quarter pole of the season and we always try to take a look at the gambling aspects of where we are in the NFL MVP and where specifically there is value to be had in how the rest of the season can unfold. Now, prior to this past Sunday, Tua Tungavailoa was the favorite for the MVP, but he is not any longer, correct? Correct. He is no longer the favorite for MVP. He's right there, but he's not the guy anymore. Okay, so who is the guy? I was doing a lot of drama there to set that up. I wanted the follow-up question. You did a very nicely job. Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite to win MVP is now Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Ooh, four to one. And two is at five to one? Is that right? Two is, I'm going to bring this up. It depends on where you're looking. I've got Josh Allen plus 380. I've got two of five to one. So, yeah, those numbers, depends on where you shop, but roughly four to one and five to one. All right, so take me through what our best options are here, where we're looking at the top of the board and the non-quarterbacks as well. I'd be interested to hear that. All right, here's your top five. Josh Allen, favorite, plus 380. Tua, five to one. Mahomes, plus 550. Jalen Hurts, 7-1. Lamar Jackson, 11-1. No surprise. Top five, each at the quarterback position. Then you run into Justin Herbert at 18-1. Here's where it gets interesting. After you get through the top six, which are all quarterbacks, you get your first non-quarterback, and that would be San Francisco 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey, 20-1. A running back in a year where all we've discussed – is the position being devalued and players not getting their worth? Austin Eckler spoke up about it. Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. Saquon Barkley. Josh Jacobs. Could this be the coup de grace for the running back position where Christian McCaffrey goes out and wins the MVP award? He just had four touchdowns against Arizona. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, you're thinking about it. You're nibbling on it a little bit, I see. Well, but when you... Here's where I get suckered in too many times. I see 20 to 1. I'm like, ah, that's that's kind of a nice number. It's kind of a nice number. Is it enough to justify going on Christian McCaffrey? Last year, I suckered all these guys into Micah Parsons because, like, maybe he'll just have a, you know, when we were, like, three weeks into the year and he was tearing it up. Who were all these people you suckered in? Evan Wilner, uh, (laughs) certainly Hanman, Canty, (laughs) all of us. We did what we call a family bet, a little family wager. We okay. all get involved, and, you know, we were getting different numbers, like 150, 200 to 1, and we're like, yeah, we ain't any chance. You know, like, <laughs> maybe this plays out. Maybe this guy breaks the sack record, maybe something like that. So why not take a flyer, right? Took a big flyer, but why not take a flyer? <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's why you don't take a flyer necessarily. But McCaffrey, so now Canty's out and I'm in, and now we're going to restore order here with our wagering. Well, I, uh, certainly you're more knowledgeable about all of this, and I can't argue that as much as I would certainly try to. <laughs> you are much more knowledgeable about wagering and where value is. So is it fair to say that Christian McCaffrey right now has good value? So there's two things you want to look at right off the top. And and these aren't end-all, be-all criteria, but you do want to recognize, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, that I believe it's something like 13 of the last 14 MVPs have been quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and something like 15 of the last 16 have been a one or a two seed. Winning is very important when it comes to this award. The one guy that's the outlier in both those categories is when Adrian Peterson was with the Minnesota Vikings and he won MVP. His team was not a top two seed. He is not a quarterback. And that's the one that stands out. So you're fighting history if you're going with the non-QB. But McCaffrey should be on a one or a two seed. So the question will become, can he buck that trend? The thing that worries me isn't whether or not he can put up the numbers, isn't whether or not he can stay healthy, isn't whether or not San Francisco can win. When you look at Buffalo, you think Josh Allen. When you look at Kansas City, you think Patrick Mahomes. When you look at the Niners and you see their success, where does it get attributed to? The defense is really good. There's great wide receivers, a great tight end. There's a really smart head coach. Like, that's the thing that stands out. Is Christian McCaffrey the face of the Niners' success? Because if he isn't, I don't think he's going to get enough votes. Hmm. That's interesting. Because Thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate that. And well, that, but, that, that circling back to the beginning of this conversation, that reaffirms ESPN's decision to go ahead and give me this job. Well, me too, because that's a dynamite drop-in I just gave you. Hmm. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, here's the thing. Like, Brock Purdy is in this discussion and also at 20 to 1, but he's going to be nowhere. Like, I can't bet on Brock Purdy because he's not going to have the numbers that you could justify, even though they're going to win in making him an MVP. So I would take him out of the mix. Even if he does, I don't think people would vote for him. I think they'd look at everybody else. Remember, Garoppolo was in the Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game with with, with this team. And no one ever thought Garoppolo was all that great. So where is your best play right now through week four? If you're going to make a play right now on any of these guys, um, I would take Lamar Jackson at 11 to 1. That combines value with what he's doing so far and what the Ravens are doing. He looked great against Cleveland. That pre, that pre That's a big game he had against what could go down as the best defense in the NFL. So you're going to want to circle that performance. I think the Ravens are good enough to grab a top two seed. He plays quarterback, and I think his numbers are going to be really, really impressive by the time we get to the end of the season. And like you said, you want to compare the pricing here. Like, I'm not playing Allen at plus 380. Just like we ta- told everyone a couple weeks ago, you can't bet Tua now. It's it's He's played so well, it's it's. It's extracted all the the conversation about the injury. Like twenty to one, the price includes the injury. Now it doesn't at five to one. Lamar at eleven to one, that still stands out. That pricing is important. I'm going to throw a stupid name at you. It better not be Micah Parsons. It's not. Okay. It's a quarterback. Okay. I'm going to throw a stupid name at you, and I just want you to think about it for a minute. Okay. Okay. This quarterback's team is two and two. The numbers right now, 62% completion percentage, 1,200 yards, 300 yards per game, six touchdowns, no picks. Okay. 
this team could easily win their division based on the division itself not being great. You got me going here. I'm going. I'm I'm, I'm ready. C.J. Stroud. Oh, wow. That's not where I saw that going. Even though you gave out pretty much all the criteria I would need to know that that was C.J. Stroud. If I, uh, I wouldn't. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I would do it. Okay. Wow. But, I thought you were going to say Jared Goff at 35 to 1. That's where I thought we were headed. No, uh, Jared Goff's numbers this year, I mean, they're, they're not great. Six touchdowns, three picks, uh, 1,000 yards, nearly 70%. Okay. And obviously the Lions are much better, but I don't think I don't think Goff could like Goff has an immediate uh, picture in people's minds about where he is and what he is as a quarterback that he really would have to fight through that, that that perception of what he is, I think, to have a chance at that. Real quickly, I got something for you. If you like Stroud at 60 to one, I got another price in there that you might be interested in in a way you can kind of tie it together. D'Amico Ryan's 12 to 1 to win coach of the year. Because if Stroud is going to play to that kind of level, yeah. he might have he might not get a one or two seed, but you might be able to cash in on D'Amico Ryan's at 12 to 1. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking of odds, who's a good bet to win the NBA MVP? Good bet, bad bet. Next. You're welcome on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Got the odds. Want a bet? Oh, great. Is it a good bet? I like those odds. Or is it a bad bet? Take my money. Take it off. Well, this is what we do. We try to help you make money. And this is a little segment called Good Bet, Bad Bet. And this is Evan Wilner, who will host Good Bet, Bad Bet, the producer of Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Evan, the floor is yours. Yeah, baseball playoffs start today. Let's start with the defending champions, Astros, 5-1 to one to win the World Series. Is that a good bet or a bad bet, Joe? I, 
bad bet. I don't want to deal with them anymore. I, I'm a Phillies fan. I lost to them last year. I'm so sick of their story. I'm sick of seeing them around. There's too much emotion clouding my judgment of this team. The AL is stacked. I don't want to root for them. I don't want to see them. I'm not betting on them. Bad bet. Bad bet. Same reasons, except I'm a Rangers fan. And the Astros were basically making fun of the fact that the Rangers, who haven't been in the playoffs in seven years, celebrated a little bit going into the playoffs the other night. And they're like, and the Astros responded with, well, we celebrate winning titles oh okay you know what okay do we celebrate your cheating to win titles too Uh, how about that and then that comment naturally was coming yeah of course it was yes (laughs) because i'm that cliche and i don't care (laughs) screw you absolutely bad bet next two years ago the braves won the world series they're the favorites to win it again ronald acuna four to one to win world series mvp good bet or bad bet carlin wow four to one already to win world series mvp and i'd have to say it's a good bet the dude is just off the charts amazing and i honestly don't know that i see anybody beating the braves right now even even given uh their recent pitching issues i would i would say that the braves are still the team to beat and why wouldn't you pick the best player on the best team okay so i wouldn't necessarily make this bet but i think there's a great lesson here to be learned in terms of finding value and ways you can correlate bets so for example the braves are plus three tend to win the world series if you like the braves to win the world series and you see them winning the world series what are the odds that they win it and Acuna doesn't win that award. Because at 4-1, to you'd rather have that price than plus 310. This is something we talked about on Daily Wager, ESPN2, weeknight, 6, 7 p.m. Eastern, boom, that's how you plug. This is something we talked about during the NBA Finals. When it was going to the Finals, like right before when you saw that Denver looked like a freight train, Nikola Jokic's MVP price was like the same price almost identical to what Denver's was, or it was a little bit better. It was like Denver plus 150, Jokic plus 170 to win MVP. What were the odds that the Nuggets were going to win the title and Jokic wasn't going to be the MVP, right? Like Jamal Murray was going to be that much better. So you take the best player. Is that the way of cutting me off? Was that like an Oscar speech? Did I go too long there? I have no idea what that was. Well, whatever. I wouldn't play Acuna, but I would say you should look to those correlations because sometimes the MVP will offer the better price, and it's very hard for the team to win without that guy being the best player. Yeah. Next. The Rays, 5-1 to one to win the American League. Good bet, bad bet, Joe. That's not bad. Given how many games they won this year, given their run differential, given their recent track record of success, they have the tools to navigate through this. So at 5-1, to one, I don't think it's a terrible bet if you want to get involved with the Rays. Yeah, listen, I don't know how you bet against the Rays because as much as the, the Braves, I think, are the best team, the Raves are, Rays are consistently there and they just find ways to beat you. And I understand that they didn't uh, win the division, but at the same time, they're still very good, and it, it concerns the heck out of me as a Rangers fan dealing with this, uh, that you have to face them. I, I think the Rays are, are – it's very rare where I'd say the Rays are a bad bet. All right, let's move to college football. Georgia didn't look great against Auburn the other day. They still have a gauntlet of a schedule. So Alabama plus 280 to win the SEC, Carlin. Good bet or bad bet? Oh, man. I'd have to say bad bet based on the numbers. I got to do a little bit better than that, don't I, Joe? I mean, listen, I I don't have a lot of reason 
to believe in Alabama quite yet unless you're going to go just strictly out of the not apathy is not the right word, but the ineptitude of really everybody else. Why am I going to believe in them based on that? Georgia is still winning the games. So as long as that's the case, I'm going to continue to ride that same mentality that I would have with the Eagles. You know, knock them off, then we'll talk about it. So I would say Alabama at plus 280 is a bad bet. Yeah, see, that's the problem here is that Alabama's way down, and here we go. Surprise, surprise. No one's ready to capitalize on it. Lane Kiffin runs his mouth all week about Alabama, loses yet again. LSU's defense is horrible. Texas A&M at plus 850 is a nice, surprising option, but they've already lost to Miami. So, like, here it is, SEC. Here it is. Bama's finally down. You've been waiting two decades, and no one was ready to capitalize on it. I'm not making that bet because I don't think Alabama's very good this season relative to what we're used to i bet under 10 and a half wins on them this year i don't see them making the playoff i'm not getting behind this either next uh the last one uh anthony davis 40 to 1 to win nba mvp this comes after lebron james said that he is now the face of the lakers joe good bet or bad bet Okay, so how many games do you have to play to qualify for these awards? Because didn't that rule change? And I don't think he's going to play enough 65. games. 65. Yeah, you got to play 65 games. I don't see Anthony Davis playing 65 games, so no, not a good bet. I would agree with that. And listen, if you could tell me that Anthony Davis was going to stay healthy, it's an interesting bet. That's like telling me that, you know, the sun's not going to come up tomorrow. I, I don't expect Anthony Davis to be able to stay healthy that long. There's no way that's a good bet. No way. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I have a hard time really – I'll always bet on the Rays, but I really am wrestling with this whole idea that anybody's going to beat the Braves here, Joe. I just don't see it. It's baseball. There's no sport like baseball where one team can just get hot. We see it all the time. Yeah. We saw it with the Phils last year. We saw it with the San Francisco Giants three times in five years. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I never underestimate the power of the hot team. Yeah, listen, that's fair. I get it. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We were talking last segment about Georgia and Alabama. It was brought to you by the Good Hands Moment of the Week. That's what it was. Brought to you by our friends at Allstate. With insurance from Allstate, you'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. Joseph, we ended the last segment with the wager possibility, good bet, bad bet, on Anthony Davis to win the MVP at 40-1. to 1. And neither one of us expects him to play anywhere near uh, the amount of games, 65, that you need to in order to win the MVP. But yesterday at Lakers Media Day, LeBron James, uh, in his discussion with Dave McMenamin of ESPN, talked about the Lakers and who is the face of the Lakers now. Your contracts aren't aligned. Yeah. He goes beyond you now. Mm-hmm. How has he set up his time with this franchise to potentially be the next face? Uh, maybe when you're no longer on the court with the Lakers. Uh, I mean, he's. I mean, he is the face. Um, you know, and uh, he's another. You know, you look at all these numbers that surround this, this facility, all the greats that's come here, and 80 is one of them. You know, so um, you know, the, I was very, um, very happy and extremely proud, and like just super dope to see him get that extension uh, to be a part of this franchise for years and years and years. And uh, it's been a treat so far playing alongside of him, and I hope we can do some great things. Okay, first of all, let's not put AD in the Raptors with all or in the Raptors with all the other greats. Okay, no, AD's not Magic Johnson. AD's not Kareem. We all know that. Secondly. As long as LeBron's there, AD is never going to be the face of the Lakers. That's just, I'm sorry, you can't do anything about that other than the fact that he's LeBron and he knows he's LeBron. I know that he's just trying to say the right thing there, but there's no discussion about that. Well, that's leadership. That's all that is right there. That's leadership. He's not coming out trying to give you the most accurate answer. He's trying to give you the best answer. And the best answer there is to raise up your teammates. We know he's showing up to play. We know he's going to be in shape. We know he's going to produce. We know he's going to lead. We know he's going to do all that. He needs to get the best out of everybody else. That's what the greats do. They inspire. They inspire. They lead. They go ahead and encourage. They don't jump all over you when you're down. They try to build you up. And that's what LeBron's doing in the, in the lead up to this. So it's easy to grab the snippet and to talk about how, well, no, he's still the face and how AD, you know, we're going to sit here and talk about how he won't play enough games and whether or not his value to the team is worth what they're paying him. You can get into all those discussions, but at the end of the day, the leader of the franchise, LeBron James, is saying all the things a leader should say. And that's why you pay him what you do, and that's why he's one of the all-time greats, because he gets it. He gets it. Listen, he has always gotten it, and, and, but I, as much as he's trying to pump him up, and say that I, I get all of it. Uh, we also know that AD has outside of the bubble championship, which I call the summer camp championship. That's basically what it was. A nice little AAU tournament down in Orlando for a few days over a few weeks. Uh, I, I don't take it seriously as to the effect that AD has had on this team. I, I really don't. I think it was a nice performance in the postseason this past year. Not taken away from that, but I don't look at AD and think that this has been the guy that's been the complete difference for that organization. He won a title there, down in uh, down in that bizarre situation after he had three months off to get healthy for it. So, as much as we look at AD and his talents as a great player, he's never going to be on that next level. And I don't expect it, it, leadership aside. I know what I'm looking at. 
I know what I'm looking at. You want to build up your guys? That's fine. I know what I'm. I know what I'm looking at, and what I'm looking at is a guy that is always going to be a second banana. I think in this league, the um, his playoff run last year was just it was wildly inconsistent. Yeah, you would get one really great game from him, then the next night he'd be off, then the next night he'd be great. It was such a great betting pattern because for those who recognized it early, you'd be betting all his overs one night and all his unders the next night. I mean, mm-hmm. truth be told, with Davis. We've been conditioned to believe that he's one of the greats since he was coming out of Kentucky. That's what we were told. He was a high draft pick. Everything fit the bill, and he's produced to a certain level. He's just not healthy enough. That's what it comes down to. Played 56 games last year. Played 40 the year before that. Played 36 the year before that. And I understand that, you know, now we're getting into this COVID era, but you rarely, he has played in the 70s two times. Two times since he entered the league in 2012-2013, he has made it into 70 games played. And I understand we need to rest individuals and give them certain nights off. You don't want a big man like him playing 75 games a year. That's understandable. But he played 56 games last year. You know, greatness, a lot of it comes down to just longevity. We talked about Frank Gore earlier in the show when we mentioned some underrated running backs and how guys like Curtis Martin don't tend to get their due. Part of Frank Gore's greatness, he was around for a really long time, playing every game, producing at a high level. That's part of the the criteria, and that's where where Davis tends to fall short, is that you just don't see him enough. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Then there's the other interesting NBA story, and it just came out a little while ago. According to ESPN sources, Philadelphia 76ers James Harden didn't practice at Colorado State on Tuesday, but he is expected to arrive in Colorado as soon as today to join training camp. That was after the initial reports yesterday that he was not going to be showing up. Daryl Morey responded yesterday to the situation regarding Harden and what Harden had said this offseason, that he was a liar, and he repeated that at that event in China that uh, Harden was at. And Morey said there's no factual basis in that, but they are still trying to trade Harden. Here's Morey. He continues to seek a trade, and uh, we're working with his representation to resolve that in the best way for the 76ers and hopefully all parties. We uh, will either move James for a player of a caliber that helps our championship contention or for you know draft picks and things like that that will allow us to, uh, in short order, go get a player like that. Uh, short of that, it will continue as long as that takes. I love the irony here. Because if you remember, Maury said all along when it came to Ben Simmons, they weren't going to trade him unless they got a proper return for him. And that return was James Harden. Right. <laughs> and, and now they want to trade. James Harden wants to trade. Well, we're not going to trade you unless we get a proper return for you. And now Harden has to sit in that penalty box. Yep. Build your culture out. Harden's not a culture guy. Never has been, never will be. Harden's about Harden. Nothing wrong with that. I don't necessarily think Harden's even interested in winning championships. I know he'd like it, but I don't think that's his priority. No. I think there are, I think there are guys like Giannis where winning a championship means everything. And then I think there are guys like Harden who understand he's really good at basketball. And as a result, it's, it's afforded him a fantastic lifestyle 
And he's taking advantage of that. And I I don't see anything wrong with that either. You know, this is the professional level. We want to believe that all these guys want to win, that all these guys want to chase rings, that all these guys want greatness. But that's not always the case. Some guys are just doing it because it's the best possible option for them in terms of their job. Some guys do it because they, they do enjoy it, but not to the crazy level that LeBron's involved in it. Right. Or again, Giannis or Kobe Bryant, guys of that nature. Like Harden's good. And he's able to get paid from it, and he enjoys doing it. But I don't think he's necessarily trying to chase rings. It comes down to how you want to build out your culture. Like, yeah, we've seen a lot of of this teams acquiring these players that can put up big-time stats, but is that always the best move? Like, again, look at Denver. How many people walking around today can name the starting five in Denver? How many can (laughs) name the starting three? You got Jokic. He's generational. Build out around that. Make sure you have depth. Right, You go back to what the Golden State Warriors have done. Star player in Steph Curry. Great talent around him. And Draymond Green, Klay Thompson. Always having players that could come off the bench and contribute. Great culture. Great coaching. Great organization. That's what you need to get right. You need to get everyone on the same page. Everyone bought in. Everyone willing to put the team above the individual. Harden's never been that guy. So if you're a team looking to win a title, that's not the guy you should be looking for. Carler versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. The Road to the World Series goes right through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. In moments, Jerry Jones speaks. And as usual, we promise you don't want to miss it. It's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. are deserving of him being at least top 10. We all believe in Dak Prescott. Touchdown, Dak Prescott! The thing that impressed me most about Prescott was his leadership. I just want to be great. That's what I do each and every day to take another step to being that. Well, why do we have to keep asking the question in year seven if he's ever going to be great? 
Maybe that's the red flag. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, on your smart speaker. Hey, don't forget, follow us on Instagram, at that guy Carlin at Jay Fortenbaugh. You can do that. You can be a part of the program that way as well. Joseph Jerry Jones doing his weekly radio show in Dallas on 105.3 The Fan, checking in on facing the 49ers this week and his evaluation of San Francisco. They are right now uh, probably the uh, most likely team to uh, go in the Super Bowl. And, uh, but in order for them to get there, they've got to go by us, uh, hopefully two times, uh, if that's the way it falls in the playoffs. And we're in the playoffs, of course. But the bottom line is that uh, uh, you, you're playing the best. Uh, this is a, uh, a certainly uh, you don't need the game to tell you that you're playing the best. But you need the game to uh, show you uh, how you stack up against the best. Listen, this is just a week where we look at the Cowboys after drubbing the New England Patriots the other day, and we finally get a true feel for what they are. They lost a terrible game two weeks ago. Are they going to be an inconsistent team? By winning the other day, they established that hey, we're not going to let something like that carry over against the, you know, the Patriots have a very good defense uh, prior to losing Matthew Judon. So you felt better about them. But this is a whole nother ball game right here. This is facing the best team in the NFC West. Many people believe it's the best team in the conference. I- I'm still on Philadelphia for that. But if the Cowboys are truly going to be able to compete this year to get to the Super Bowl. How about you show up this week if you're Dak Prescott and be the guy to lead this team to a win? I, I'm tired of asking. I'm tired of talking about Dak and debating about whether or not he's the guy. He actually has to establish at some point that he's the guy. Masterful PR spin from Jerry Jones in that clip. Just masterful. Because if you really listen to what he's telling you, he's talking about San Francisco being the best. It's important that he establishes that. Because if his Cowboys beat them that this weekend, that means his team's the best. Yep. But if his Cowboys happen to fall short, well, we were on the road playing the best. Mm-hmm. That's no knock against us. It's a masterful PR spin because either way, you're going to come away in decent shape if you're buying into what he's saying. Love Jerry Jones, always have. And that's saying something considering I'm an Eagles fan. I think Jerry Jones is great. When it comes to Prescott, I don't care. When it comes to the Cowboys, I don't care. When it comes to Mike McCarthy, I don't care until the playoffs. All right? You can win this sure. week. And I'll come on Monday with you and I'll talk about how impressive that was. And I'll give you all your roses. I don't care about anything you do until you prove us wrong in the postseason. I know you can win in the regular season. You won 12 last year and 12 the year before that. I know Prescott can roll up numbers. I know you can beat up on bad teams. I saw you beat up on the Giants and the Jets, and I saw you beat up on the Patriots. Congratulations. You handled your business. You stumbled against Arizona. I even cut you some slack. I said no one expects 17-0. This is professional football. You're going to drop a couple along the way. No harm in that. But I'm not getting worked up about anything until they show me something I haven't seen before. 
And that's McCarthy out coaching the best in the business in the playoffs. That's Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott outplaying the best in the business in the playoffs. Until we see that, nothing matters, which kind of stinks because it basically takes this whole season and just puts it on pause until we get to the playoffs. But that's how it is with them. No one's ever questioned if they can win in the regular season. We question whether or not they can win in the playoffs. Let me ask you this question. For the Cowboys to win this game, does Dak Prescott have to outplay Brock Purdy? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to yeah, he's got to play well. He has to have a, a solid game. Now, if Purdy has a miserable game and Prescott has a slightly less miserable game, I don't really consider that him outplaying Purdy. If Purdy's going to go out and throw for 275, two touchdowns, maybe one pick, and he's going to be relatively serviceable. That's a pretty solid stat line there against a good D. Prescott needs to outperform that to win. His team is not going to go to San Francisco and carry his ass to a victory. He's going to need to play big. San Francisco isn't one of those teams where you can have an off night on offense, but the defense will rise up and get the stops. The Niners have scored 30-plus in nine of Purdy's 10 regular season games. The one where they didn't, they scored 21 on a Thursday night on the road in Seattle, and they still won the game. You're not going to go to San Francisco, hold them to 10, and get by winning with 13 because their offense is good enough to hang points. If they're going to hang 24, Prescott's got to find a way to hang 25. Look, Dak, in this situation, has to outplay him and by a considerable amount. Yes. Look, Brock Purdy is a great story. He is a legitimate quarterback. He has played very, very well. Obviously, they are winning with him. They haven't haven't lost a regular season game with him yet. You have to feel great about all of that. But Dak Prescott's been in the league for seven years, and he is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And as much as that will draw all of the extra attention and all of the extra ire upon you when things are not going right, you have to show up in situations like this and remove those kind of discussions for a little while. Don't allow people to have the discussion of you being someone that we still debate about what your level of greatness is. Like, when does that end? If you're ever going to be great... We have to stop talking about you being great at some point. In other words, debating whether or not you can be. And I have to tell you, my level of confidence, not great. (laughs) Not great in this, that he's going to show up and be that guy. You got a lot of evidence that shows it won't happen. Put it like this. Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons. Two of the best, if not the two best defensive players in the league. Two very, very elite defenses between Dallas and San Francisco. All right? We're all going to agree on that. You go to the offensive side of the ball, Cowboys have a better offensive line than the Niners. Niners might have you beat. In fact, they do at the skill positions with McCaffrey, Ayuk, and Kittle. But you're not looking at a Dallas team that's devoid of playmakers. You have guys like CeeDee Lamb. There are playmakers on the offense. The difference in this game comes down to coaching and quarterback play. They both have great defenses. They both have enough on offense to get the job done. The difference is which quarterback will play better, which coach will handle the game better. It's Shanahan and Purdy versus McCarthy and Prescott. That is the tag team matchup. Night one WrestleMania, the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. First (laughs) time we ever had a tag team match headline WrestleMania. That's what this is. Tag team match headlining WrestleMania. I, I, you know. I really veered left there. I really feel like I veered left there. But it it fits. I mean, I think the correlation fits. I have no problem with that. 
Um, the thing I would say, isn't that when the Usos broke up with uh, Roman Reigns? Isn't that kind of, was that uh, where that That was coming. That That was was coming. coming. That had not happened just yet. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway. Spoilers, Uh, by the way, Carlin. Jeez. That already happened like three months ago, right? Some people might just be catching up. This is not succession. (laughs) I mean, come on. Okay. Completely lost my train of thought. No. That's okay. No, the thing on, on Shanahan is... We have knocked him in some big games before. We have knocked Shanahan for the way he's handled yeah. some big games before. This game is not quite on that level. But until you we, you talk about the playoffs, okay? And it's completely fair when we discuss what the overall view of the Cowboys is going to be. I don't want to talk about the playoffs anymore with the Cowboys. I want to talk about this guy showing up in this spot during the regular season in a big game and putting all of that talk to rest for a little bit, at least making people like me shut up because you have never really done that. Like as much as you can point to the Tampa game last year, what is he, Anthony Davis all of a sudden? Because the next game he goes out and he's completely inconsistent. So how about it, Dak? Let's just see it get completely just completely destroy the conversation for a week. I don't think that's too much to ask. I'm very excited for this game now. It's only Tuesday. Yeah, I know. And it's Sunday night, and I will be very, very pumped up for it. I can't wait to see Dak fold again. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.